0: All right, this is the Keynotes Podcast, Episode Two. I'm joined by lifelong Yankees fan Michael Torelli, um, and uh, the Astros won today, four to one. So the series is two to one, and so we're really just going to break down the series as a whole. Um, all right, yeah, Mike, I want to start with the fact that Garrett Cole. You know, you look at the stats, and he had a great performance, but you watch the game, and uh, the opportunities were there. For the Yankees
1: yeah they definitely were I mean uh Garrett really didn't have his best stuff today his uh he really was struggling to locate with the fastball I think he ended up with like five walks yep. so um yeah the, the Yankees really had a chance to kind of make more noise they 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 had runners on basically every inning and um yeah they they just weren't able to convert those uh any of those chances with, like, <clears throat> with, like, two runners on or uh, what have you. I mean, the first inning, right from the jump, you get you get two yep. runners on with no outs, and uh, you're three, four, five Um Nothing happens. Kind of set the tone for the day.
0: Um, well, yeah, you know, one thing I want to say um, about Cole was that, you know, when someone like Cole doesn't have his best stuff, he's still really good. So, It's not like he was pitching a no hitter out there, but at the same time, if you're not going to capitalize on the opportunities, like it's crazy. It's it's really crazy to look that against the Yankees and looking like he did, he ended up with seven pitches of shutout. Like it's just impressive stuff. And I mean, it's it's a question of is it good on the Dodgers? Is it bad on the Yankees? I mean, truth probably lies somewhere in between. But uh, yeah, let's go back to that first inning. Um, So, crowds getting real loud. You know, was. I think it was a walk, and then Judge did the opposite field single. Two singles, and, yeah. Oh, the first one was a single? That's my fault. Um, so then then I guess, well, you know, for me, I mean, you know the Yankees better than I do, but, like, I see Brett Gardner walk up, and it's like, I know, I know MLB teams are, like, changing around their orders. Like, you'll see, I saw, like, Schwarber hit first before for the Cubs. Like, it's not necessarily, like, you put the fast guy – at first, and you put the power at three anymore, but it's just Brett Gardner at three. I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I really don't get it either. Um, so the reasoning is basically they want a lefty up up there at the top of the lineup. Um, okay. And it, it, this this doesn't really make much sense to me though, because um, you take someone like Gleyber Torres, for example. And he's a better hitter against righties than Brett Garner is. Um, yep. You know, even with the platoon split, you know, if, if you had someone like Bryce Harper, for example, like, I understand, you know, breaking up you know, you can do breaking up the lefties and the righties all day, but um, the Yankees don't have that luxury. So, yeah, you really have to have Glaber Torres up at that, at that stage.
0: Well, I'm just like looking at the lineup now and maybe the Yankees just think that they have so much hitting that rather than doing a traditional lineup, they can just kind of evenly distribute it. So you're never at a quote unquote easy point in the lineup, which like when you look through kind of is true, but yeah, then you end up in the situation where Gardner and Encarnacion, I mean Encarnacion's batting under a hundred in the playoffs. Gardner's batting in the 100 singles only. Um, I mean, geez, outside of Glaber, Judge, and LeMahieu, guys haven't really showed up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and this is where not having Giancarlo is really, really troublesome. I think he was. I mean, he had the big homer in Game One, and uh, he's been having great at bats all postseason. And and just not having him is uh, really shortening the lineup a lot.
0: Yeah, I think you guys could definitely use him back. And you guys definitely miss Baton Um mm. So circling back to pitching a bit again, you know, I think these past two games have kind of uh, displayed the difference between good and great in terms of pitchers. You know, the Yankees have good guys. Paxton's a good pitcher. Severino's a good pitcher. Um, very good pitchers even. But Cole and Verlander, you know, you and I came to the consensus. They're two top four guys in the league. And then you throw in Scherzer into Degrom. I mean, the order is uh, insignificant to this, to the point I'll make. But you know, Severino gets in trouble. He lets up a run. Credit to the Astros' offense for making it happen. But you have to pull him early. They pulled Paxton early yesterday, and then all of a sudden, you have to put together 4.2 innings somehow.
1: Right? Yeah, it, it does end up being pretty taxing on the bullpen. Um, and and you alluded to. You alluded to it before about Batansis. Like, you really feel the impact of him not being here. He, I mean, when he's right, he's he's our best reliever. Yeah,
0: with all that, and and you guys are just a bullpen dependent team. If these past two games are anything to go off of, because you don't have those aces, those true aces like the Astros do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I mean, I it's. Yeah, not, not, definitely not consistent aces for sure. I mean, you know, Paxton and Seve, we know they, they, they can both be amazing yeah. when they're on. But um, well, And
0: Tana- Tanaka looked like it in game one. Exactly.
1: I mean, Tanaka's like that too. He's, he's not always going to be that guy in the postseason, though. He's basically always that guy. And uh, I don't know how much – how real that actually is, you know, Playoff Tanaka, playoff Kershaw. Who who actually knows? But um, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I I actually think it it does get to a point where, you know, the makeup does matter, and you know Tanaka is kind of built for that that moment. Paxton, yeah, Paxton. This is those first postseason. Sevi, um, Sevi. I'll give a little bit of a pass with uh, him rehabbing. You know, coming coming back if only like two regular season starts or three. And uh he I mean I mean he rebounded very nicely today. I'll I'll say that too. Yeah. You know. Uh he basically and I was saying this pretty much right right out of the gate, you know, his his slider was not was not fooling anybody. Um, you know, but he he, he is one of the best fastballs in the league. You know, just try to blow it by them. And that's basically what he end
0: up doing for the rest of his is short-lived performance. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised when I see some of these guys, like, you know, because every MLB player can hit a 90, 95 mile an hour per hour fastball, but then then teams have the guys that can throw like 98, even like, you know, Chapman's obviously a hundred plus, and it does look faster. Like the the like visual difference between 95 and a hundred is like a little more noticeable than you might think just looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think with Savvy
1: it's also... um you know, it it, it it as we as we know, it's not just about velocity. Like, uh, yeah, you know, you know Sevy
0: can has pretty pinpoint control with his fastball. Um, do you um do you follow that guy on Twitter, like Pitching Ninja? He does like the overlay videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's insane when you see some of those better pitchers and their releases are like nearly identical, and the ball goes four different directions and speeds.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's a new. I think they call it tunneling you know, it's very, uh, it's very in vogue right now. And it, you know, basically concept being, you know, we you want your all your pitches to kind of be on the same path as long as possible. So it's hard to
0: determine for the batter, you know, what pitch this actually is. Well, you already, the batters have such <coughs> a limited time to make a decision, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be half a second or even less than that. And then you, avoid tipping off in any way what pitch it is through your release. And then it becomes near impossible.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. Um, All right, let's go. Let's go to. um, I guess one question I had for you was, so I was watching the game and there were two, two fly balls back to back. You know, I'd been thinking it throughout the playoffs, but they really stood out to me. I think it was around the probably the third or fourth inning. When the Yankees had two men on and Didi hit the one to the wall, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then, someone on the Astros in the next inning did something similar. And like off the bat, you think it's gone. And I don't know if I'm conditioned after watching uh, the MLB this year to think that all these hits are gone, or do you think that the ball's different?
1: The ball's different. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, you know the it's been happening all series. Um, I didn't notice it. <coughs> as much in the twin series for whatever reason, twins Yankee series. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of balls off the bat. They, you know, they look like they're gone and it's hard to say um, what my eyes would say pre 2019, but um, this ball actually looks a little more dead than it did before this year. Like I, it it almost feels like an overcorrection, but
0: yeah, yeah. I, I'd believe that. Um, you know, it really wouldn't be that hard for someone to find out if you got some foul ball from the regular season and got some playoff foul ball and kind of just cut it open and see what was there.
1: Yes. I, I mean, there are um, well, t- – well, two things on that. First off, I think it's, it's – so it's a little complicated. I don't <clears throat> really know. But I think it's related to uh, the height of the seams of the ball's actually. Um, like how much they stick out of the ball?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, but I know, you know, definitely changing the, you know, the density of the ball and stuff like that would change it. But I think people – some some guy hopped on Twitter with an article. He, he looked at, like, the drag coefficient of the balls and basically said, like, okay, all season it was basically the same, and then it, it jumped up a lot during the playoffs. So, basically, it's – the ball's not – Traveling as far as you'd expect in the air. So he he he, he saw yeah. it was pretty conclusive, yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely believe that. Although you'd have to think one thing on the raised seams is that that would be pretty noticeable in the pitcher's hand.
1: Right. And, you know, who's to say that doesn't affect the, the K rates also? Like, I mean, we see these ridiculous strikeout numbers and, you know, maybe that affects that too.
0: Oh, speaking of, um, I know we've mostly been talking about Game Three, but I wanted to, um, I just wanted to talk about the the makeup call in the in the top of the eleventh last night. Oh, I mean, I'll just, I'll give my opinions first. I mean, I I I was okay with it honestly because it clearly should have been a strikeout. It was a missed call. Uh, they've added replay to try to get stuff right. They reviewed it uh, through the next pitch. I mean, yeah, it was clearly outside and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you call it anything, but a makeup call and I don't know how you call it anything, but fair to be honest. Yeah.
1: Um, I, it's hard to get too mad about it as a Yankee fan. Um,
0: cause, cause
1: it's kind of like we deserve this outcome anyway. Um, yeah. so, so I didn't really dwell on it too much. Uh, I just kind of laughed it off honestly, but it, it, yeah like if I were an umpire, I don't know if I'd practice. I don't, I don't think I'd try to even the score so much or you know where a ref, you know, whatever sport it is, uh I I think that's a that's a
0: fine line you're walking there. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I think I think baseball umps probably have the most pride of any refs. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think like, I Like
0: uh I was thinking back to um You remember Jim Joyce botched a call on first base in Armando Galarraga's perfect game, like Mm -hmm. the last batter. Mm -hmm. He was like, he was like crying after the game, dude. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, I think a lot of it is too, like, like pretty much every call is like on one ump, and, uh, it's, it's very obvious which ump it
0: is. And yeah, b- barring like a check swing. And even then, it's pretty obvious that's just the home plate ump deferring to the first or third right. base ump. Right, exactly.
1: Whereas, like, a football game, for example, you don't really pay attention to, oh, is it the line judge or the, you know, whatever whatever different um, refs they have. I, I feel like it's, you know... They, they kind of confer with each other more and stuff like that. And, you, you know, there's so many refs on the field. But yeah, baseball,
0: it's just four ums. Yeah. Well, in the playoffs, six now, you get two on the, um, in the outfield on the lines.
1: Yes. Which I think is a bit of a, a waste
0: at this point. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, geez. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't see why not there's less games so there's like less for the umps to do.
1: Yeah, I mean I am in support of like giving them more work and uh um I I mean it it gets the newer guys playoff experience so like you know their first playoff game isn't just behind home plate. You know they, they can start out in left field and it's very low pressure. Um yeah. But it, it was actually funny today because in the Yankee game uh somebody the home plate I um, like got concussed from from some foul tip or something.
0: Yeah, I missed I missed that whole series of events, and I came back from whatever I was doing, and there ended up being like a thirty minute delay about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I, I like got up for like ten minutes. And I thought like okay, they'll be done by then. And nope, still a delay. But you know, somebody was saying. Um, I mean, why did you he carry like a seventh ump? You could just pull out like the left field umpire, and like you're not really losing anything because they they carry like extra
0: umps just in case for for stuff like this. So, I I was picturing them like helicoptering in a <laughs> <and> plate ump, think <laughs> dropping in at second base or something,
1: They're doing a grand entrance. Yeah, and that, yeah that would that would be pretty. Music playing. <laughs> I mean. That'd be pretty cool, especially like in New York. I think that's where they have the the replay anyway. It could be they could just throw him on the subway. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put them on the subway in uniform. <laughs> All right. Um, one more thing I want to get to. Um, from this more from the game tonight is uh, just like Aaron Boone in general. Your general thoughts. Um, who are you blaming? You know, like he's going with these weird lineups. A lot of bullpen use, anything you got on that?
1: Yeah, so, um, so I kind of wanted to talk about both the lineup and the
0: bullpen. Um,
1: All right, let's go line up first. So so the lineup, uh, I kind of touched on this earlier, but I mean, I'm of the believer you just put your best hitters up toward the top of the lineup. And it's pretty, yeah. pretty non-controversial, but <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think – not hitting Glaber third is pretty inexcusable, and he's been hitting third in the playoffs a few times, so it wouldn't be. No- but he's
0: also, but he's also <laughs> in game two. Did he not hit like sixth or seventh? Yeah, game two. I think he hit down a little bit. Also,
1: I I don't remember, but you know, I thought that was dumb as well. He 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 was the third hitter in game one, and he he was like our whole offense. So
0: I don't really understand. He, he's clearly. I mean, Judge is a bigger name, but I do think Glaber's probably your best hitter.
1: Yeah, it's I I I flip back and forth between them. Um, they're both incredible. I think hitting yeah. them back to back is just, you know, um, it, it it just makes the most sense. Like like, well, but,
0: you know, it's yeah, it's not exactly rocket science to do the math and realize that the guys at the top of the order get more at bats. Exactly. Like, So don't put your best guy sixth. Exactly.
1: You know, like, what if it's the ninth inning and your three-hitter comes up with the game on the line and it's not one of your best hitters, it's Brett Gardner. You know, they, exactly. it, it doesn't make much sense. Um, so I would I, – I also think um, not playing John Carlo. I mean, I don't know the full extent of the injury, but I see he's hitting homers in BP. So, um, and I know we can't field really right now, but, like, I would just DH him. Well,
0: I guess they were thinking, okay, his health is iffy. We'll put in Encarnacion and see if we can get him going. Kind of in a dilemma because uh, even in the AL, you're benching good people. I mean, let's say you do make the World Series. There's going to be some tough decisions to make about who plays where. Yep definitely.
1: And, and maybe that is part of the thought process. You know, we're in an NL stadium and, uh, we want to play Giancarlo, but he's going to have to play left fields or something like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I understand the, the idea of trying to get Encarnacion going. I did have a big double today. Um, but, uh, but Giancarlo has been, been seeing the ball really well. Um, hit a big homer off Granky game one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we need runs. And I, so I would put him in the lineup for game four. Um, and I would move Hicks up because he he's really seen the ball well. So I would move Hicks up to like
0: fifth or sixth, something like that, not ninth. Well, I always thought that I always honestly, you know, if I was a baseball player in the AL, I'd rather bat ninth than eighth because I kind of view it as like second leadoff. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like uh so i don't hate him ninth because he walked twice so then all of a sudden it's like lemay hugh judge and what should be glaber but in reality is brett gardner get up with a man on yeah i I wouldn't hate gardner ninth because gardner always works the count he seems like a classic nine hitter honestly yeah exactly um that's no disrespect you know I I was talking to you about this recently. We went back and looked at the history on, on uh Brett Gardner and um dude he's he's like been on the Yankees and he's been like pretty good for a pretty long time. I mean she's no he might have made like one or two all star games, certainly not a Hall of Famer, or even a Yankees Hall of Famer, but uh just like a pretty solid player for a long time.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and he was hitting um it was him and Jeter first and second for a long time too and you know, now now we got better hitters, so yeah. Um, yeah, I I think either top of the lineup or bottom of the lineup. He's not really like a three hitter, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. And he's not as good a hitter as Lemayhew. So, um, or Judge. So, yeah, I think I'd put Gardner ninth. Um, one one other thing, quick about about Garner and and this first inning and everything. Um, so I think the book on Cole is kind of like. You don't want to get behind him because he has four nasty pitches and high, high likelihood of striking you out. So the idea was to ambush him. And um, in theory, that's a good idea. And it worked with LeMahieu, it worked with Judge. But then Brett Garner gets up and his whole thing is working
0: the count. But you could tell he was just trying to go up there swinging first and second pitch. To to clarify by ambush him, yeah, you mean swing early.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically
0: okay. so the way Cold Cold has a pretty
1: traditional way of pitching, he'll you know, try to get ahead with his fastball and then and then put you out with the probably a breaking pitch, but also could be your fast his fastball. Um and you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'll try to hit a fastball in the zone. But um <coughs> He he popped one up and Carnacion popped up on the first pitch and then Carnacion's another guy. Loves to work the count. So you essentially put two guys out of their their game plan. Um, so while I liked the idea coming into the game, I, I think in reality this the Yankees game is more kinda working the count. And they started doing that more in the later innings and it
0: But then but then, if that was your strategy, then Glaber would be the perfect guy to bat third because the announcers today were were actually talking about how he basically has two separate approaches depending on how deep into the count he is. Exactly. So he would be the guy to put third. Yeah, yeah. The, the and whole that thing. is just—I mean, you know—with um, all the analytics, I think a lot of baseball guys have found themselves over-managing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's too fancy. Like, why? Well, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think Boone kind of galaxy brained himself with this lineup.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that term. Yeah,
1: me, me too. He's a lot, and like um, he uh he <coughs> he did this last postseason too. He put like he put Didi third between Judge and Giancarlo, and it it was the same reasoning, like putting a lefty between the righties, but like Giancarlo like crushes lefties I mean crushes righties like no problem hitting righties and same with judge so you're just put it is giving the the other team like a gift it, it it really makes no sense
0: yeah um okay and I think that'll about cover it for the lineup um i any I'm down to talk about the bullpen for a little bit first thing i want to say about it is um, you know, of all people to co- to come out there in the tenth inning, I didn't expect CC Sabathia to be one of them. Yeah.
1: Um. So CC, I actually liked him for that bat. You know, get the lefty on lefty. Um. It was a little ballsy because it was his first. Um. First appearance coming off of the uh, you know, he's rehabbing from his shoulder and everything, and. He was left off the ALDS roster and all that. Um, but, you know, it, it worked. He, he came back from the three O count and he got a ground out. Um, yeah, I, I actually like him in the lefty specialist
0: role, though, for, for Brantley or for Alvarez. Yeah, I mean, well, and it's obviously one of those, oh, I was trashing it till he got the guy out and came out of the game. <laughs> and then you're kind of like, well, you know, he did his job, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. If he gave up a hit, it's like, you know, it's a classic second guessing. You know, with with uh, with hindsight being twenty twenty, um, which is what a lot of Twitter, a lot of baseball analysts like to do with the bullpen choices.
0: Yeah, of course, of
1: course. Yeah, so I mean, as far as the bullpen, um, so I actually i I think a lot of people have trashed on it. Uh, the, the way Boone has been using the bullpen. I think the reason people do this is, it happens every postseason. The reason people do this is because this is kind of the one part of the game that they, as fans, feel like they could control, right? They they can control what reliever bring in when and yada, yada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I actually like the way Boone's been using the bullpen. He's been very aggressive. Um, today he let Sevi go a little longer, which I didn't mind. Um, you know, but he was aggressive getting Paxton out of there, and you know, basically pieced together like ten innings of work or something like that. Uh, and the bullpen gave up like one, uh, two runs. You know, the the, the This is.
0: This is between the two games.
1: Uh, game two, game two, they gave up two runs.
0: Um, oh, well, yeah, well, that's yeah. I was gonna say, uh, between the two games, then you've probably gotten about fifteen innings of bullpen ball. Yep, and and today it was just the two
1: runs from, um, <clears throat> Britain's inning, but uh, you know, they it, it, that was fine. That was kind of a little fluky. Um. Wild pitch and the whatnot, um, yeah. But but I like the way the bullpen's being used. I think really games two and three, what's more to blame is the offense. Um, you know, if you put up two runs and then one run, there's only so much that the bullpen's going to
0: do. And and well, the, yeah, yeah. I think um. So, first of all, I mean, you know I've been waiting for this series all year. I said if we didn't get it, it would be a letdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we are. It has definitely lived up to what I was hoping for. But I think you basically knew the Astros had better pitchers. And um, it was a question of, look, like the Astros, save for game one, are expected to put out at least three or four runs on the board like they did. And the question is, can the Yankees put up more runs? And – when the guy you're going against is Cole or Verlander, it's pretty tough. And I guess the bullpen's been good, and the answer's been no for the last two games.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, <clears throat> you know, you tip your hat to Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. I mean, they, uh, like we said, they're, they're, you know, they're having amazing seasons. They're amazing pitchers. Uh, I saw
0: they, I saw they both. I saw it's like. Verlander had like 300 strikeouts on the dot and Cole had like 360.
1: Yep, I think he had um he's the most since like one of the Randy Johnson years or something like that. Like very crazy. Um yeah. I, yeah, I I think um so I do tip my cats in them, but I and I do think the Yankees offense made them work. Um you know, we didn't see the Yankees' offense is not like facing the Rays' offense, and you know Cole can go like eight innings with no runs, or you know Verlander going you know eight innings or, or whatever he went. You know he got crushed in the short uh, short
0: rest start, but uh, both guys, both guys were worse than their stats would indicate, but mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, you're supposed to put runs on the board. It's the goal of the game, and uh, I mean, it's just crazy. I didn't think he was that good tonight, but he pitched seven-inning shutout. I know I said it before, but and if you catch a guy like Cole on a night where he's not his best, and you get these base runners, the first two base runners of the game, no less, and it ends up that he pitched seven shutout, I mean, it's tough to win.
1: Yep. I, I thought at least, you know, you need, like, they should have converted once or twice, you know, and that that's even not including like, you know, they couldn't get like a solo home run off him or something also, which is, you know, not easy. But, um, you know, but this is a very powerful offense. And you think, you know, someone at a Judge or Encarnacion or somebody can can run into one, maybe. Uh, so it's a, none of that happened today. And, you know, we almost got the three run from Didi. I was gonna
0: say, you know, one one like air drift that way. I mean, I mean, I hope you didn't get too excited when when you heard it hit the back because it really, it really thought. I really thought. No, I did too, and the camera work really, really tricked me too. Um, Yeah, well, you know, they shoot the camera like right up into the second deck immediately. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I I think they they're still expecting the juice balls also maybe, but uh, don't blame them. It's but it's been but. Um. Yeah, and and DD's really prone to those big moments too. So I thought, I thought I might have gotten a hold of one. I was I was very desperate for for a big hit at that point. Um.
0: But all right, it didn't happen. Uh, yep. Um. All right. Well, looking ahead, just touch on a few things uh, for game four before I let you go. Um, first thing, you know, all the talk about Colin Verlander, you don't want to forget that they have Zach Granke. Um, with that said, he's one of the more erratic, like erratic guys that's considered an ace that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. You know, it seems like half the time I look him up, he gave you like five innings for six runs, but at the same time his ERA is always like three, so he's gotta be having a lot of good ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um well, basically, so, so I think the way it's going to line up, I think this game tomorrow is going to get rained out, and by tomorrow I mean Wednesday. Uh, so I, I, think, I think basically, uh, we're going to see Game Four Thursday, uh, Tanaka versus Granky again, and then Game Five will
0: probably be a bullpen game. So let's say let's say Wednesday does get rained out. Oh, you think? you think game five will be a bullpen game? Because I was going to say, if you just – if tomorrow gets rained out, tomorrow, again, being Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then you play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would almost just run the rotation back. But with, but with that said, then it's like, like what do you do in game seven? Yeah. Game th- <laughs> you, you can't leave yourself exposed like that in game
1: seven. Yeah, I think both teams are going to do a bullpen game probably game five because with the rainout, Tanaka and Granky will both be on normal rest for game four. If the rainout happens, if the rainout doesn't happen, they're both going to bullpen game four. They already said that. So, um, so I guess it remains to be seen that, you know, the rainout really throws a wrench in here, but um, yeah, the both, both the remaining games at home, and uh, and then take yeah you know, then you get two shots at Colin Burlander um and you obviously have to win one of those.
0: why is why is Wade Miley not on the ALCS roster?
1: I was wondering the same thing
0: and I don't actually know. uh good for you guys I guess. I mean I mean he's a I wouldn't even feel that bad walking him out as like a game four probably game five starter I think, you know, I was thinking this earlier today. No proof of it's true or anything, but if I was going to do a bullpen game, I'd much rather do it at home. Interesting.
1: Um, yeah, I, I haven't really considered that. I guess it's. I guess everybody's more comfortable at home. Um,
0: yeah. Crowd gets loud. Like, like the Yankee Stadium was rocking today after those first two batters. And if it was a, if it was a worse pitcher, you know that could have gotten ugly fast. Yep. Yeah. Yankee Stadium, I, I like it. It's getting
1: a reputation for being a very difficult place to play. He's a advantage.
0: Has the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Astros Stadium, one I would love to go to. Me too. I, I always like those like retractable roof stadiums. Yeah, and I also – I mean, they don't have any more, but I always liked the hill and, and uh, center field. Uh, yeah, Tows Hill, yeah. You know, you know, just on the note of stadiums is something that I was talking about. It was interesting because I was talking to someone about, like, home field advantage, and it's interesting because I think the traditional definition of home field advantage applies the least in baseball. Like, you know, in football and NBA, I think um, – you know, it's more like there's more variety and like all the different things that can happen. So the like the fans, the atmosphere, momentum, that sort of thing. But, um, so off the court, I think the home field advantage exists, but what's super unique about baseball is that, um, every stadium's different. There's like a true difference. Like war, let's say warriors, warriors versus Raptors in the finals. Um, you know, Raptors would much rather play in Toronto, but at the end of the day, it's just 94 feet of wood. Right, right, exactly.
1: It, it is wacky how the baseball home field advantage isn't as strong, which, which I think part of it is just more of the randomness of baseball also. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I think football and basketball are more like – there's more of a thing is like momentum – because I think it's more uh, – I think it's more of an effort-based – those are more effort-based sports. And baseball, like, you can try as hard as you want to, like, hit a baseball. But there's, there's like – I mean, it's not just, like, your effort level is going to get you so far,
0: you know. Well, and I've also said before, and I, I can't really get into this too much now, but we could save it for another time, is that I've said to you before that baseball is just a bunch of – discrete random events over and over again whereas basketball and football are a little more continuous mm-hmm. definitely definitely would and that's, agree with that. that's what makes it the easiest to predict mathematically all right mm-hmm. um yeah i think that just about covers everything um so yeah thanks for coming on yep um, happy to, happy to come on yep and good luck with the yankees thank you <laughs> all right thanks